So if you're going to binge time, then you have to actually <laughs> uh, come to a conclusion at a point where you're just like, no, everybody's going to only have that much time. The only way to get the most time is to live it moment by moment. Mm-hmm. Hello, Internet friends near and far. Welcome to a continuation episode. Uh, last week's episode of Parks and Rec ended on a cliffhanger with Ron and Leslie trapped in a cage match in the former parks office and uh and so it picks up right there where we left off so we're going to talk about that episode today uh season seven episode four uh, my name is jason and i'm joined by my friend jeremy say hello jeremy hey jason how's it going it is uh, it is going well as it you know it's summertime in seattle and this is like the first uh i would say overcast morning where i was i was thankful because it's been so hot it has been very hot and, uh, and so a little clouds this morning is like, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you. The climate. So how are you today? I'm well, I am. I'm excited for the part part D of, of this episode. Good, 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 good. So, um, before we get too far into this, cause this really is just the one story with mm-hmm. Ron and Leslie. Um, what are your general, your general feelings about this episode? Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> that will How about you? do it. Uh, mine is uh, kind of like a. <sighs> <laughs> so glad, glad we got through that. <laughs> Catharsis. Yeah. You know, the first three episodes of this season, having Ron and Leslie, you know, they've always butted heads, but having them actively hate each other, it's been stressful. And uh, and so this episode brings some closure to their conflict and some reconciliation, which, which I love. Um, but also, uh, some real character moments here. Some, some great stuff is happening in this episode. So, um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's just get to it. You know, listener, there's just one story throughout this episode. And, uh, so I know many of you are just eagerly waiting for the day that we have like a four hour episode this will not be that day. No, because it's just one story and we're just going to kind of go and just talk about it. Um, Wait, we could have four hour episodes. I have yet to find a limit on how long an episode could be. Hmm. I don't really know if I want to find that limit, but yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. I'm just trying to add some time to get to that four hours. <laughs> so um, riveting, riveting podcast. Yeah. People are like, oh, did you listen to that silent podcast? <laughs> it really made me think about some stuff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what's wrong with my life? You know, that would be a public service, though. Like just air canceling headphones, like your AirPods or whatever. But it's just a silent podcast <laughs> that just is like <laughs> just draining your batteries for no reason. Uh <laughs> Yeah, doing you, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, it's a service. Yeah, it's, you know, you're you don't want to listen to your vacuum all day while you're cleaning or whatever. Just put or on you, the silent podcast or your air conditioner or your children. Or your. Construction <laughs> zone behind your house. <laughs> uh, all right. So last week they locked him into the parks office and it picks up right there with Ron yelling. No, no, no. Uh, and Ben uh, saying the doors are locked. Uh, we've taken all your key cards and this door on this lock it won't open until tomorrow uh, morning. And so you're trapped. And so uh, you got to work this out. All of your secure, all of your ways to get connected to the outside world have been cut off. Uh, and uh, and then April says that she left a hacksaw on the table and the first person who hacks their face off gets released. Um, and Andy, I love Andy's reaction. There's like, that's not what? <laughs> is that true? So kind of a saw situation. Yeah. Did to you your, ever see saw? To your classic cage match. Uh no, I did not seesaw. Me neither. I, I have, did not watch saw. I have seesawed. I have been on a seesaw, but I've yeah. never seen Saw. Seen the film Saw? No. With uh the Dread Pirate Roberts and somebody else. So because it's really just those two guys in the in the in the trailer and then the clown face. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't really like that that kind of movie. 
And so I'm glad that that was not what this episode turned into. Right. That would have gotten dark. Instead of parks and recreation, it'd be dark and recreation. <laughs> so. <Yep. laughs> uh, so Leslie tries to uh, win uh, Ben over by saying that um, the, it's the series finale of Game of Thrones and Khaleesi is marrying Jack Sparrow. And little did they know, like, she's like, this show's gone off the rails. <laughs> and, uh. Uh, and little did they know that so many people would feel that way about how that show ended. And I would have uh, preferred that ending right there, whatever it as, as crazy as that was, I would, I would take Khaleesi marrying Jack Sparrow over what we got instead. It all makes sense. If you read the books, of exactly. Course, the last two books have not yet been written and they probably never will be. So, Correct. George or er, er, Martin. <laughs> We're like, grr, Martin. <laughs> grr, finish the books. <laughs> so, it was right there in his name the whole time. You're going to be yeah. frustrated with me. I understand why he uh, can't finish the books because he's too busy thinking about NFL football, which I understand. And then also taking way too long to host the, the Hugo Awards in 2020. <laughs> so, yeah. That, it's, I mean, it's, he's still trying to, re- to recover. Yeah. He's he's still talking about stories about when he first read it, it, the Fantastic Four, uh, and it's like, what does this have to do with the Hugo Awards in 2020? Uh, about as much as it has to do with this podcast, Jason. Um, so, yeah. So Ben doesn't fall for it, and uh, and everybody is it, the whole group is there, and they're like, you got to fix this, and then they they start to uh, try to win Jerry over Terry, I guess. And uh, <laughs> Ron's like, is this what you want? <laughs> And, and he starts to pull his key card over and uh, and then just in time, uh, April comes and grabs uh, Terry and, and takes him away. So, um, yeah, so Ron's uh, immediate response is, OK, we got to figure out a way to get out of here. Uh, and he's uh, one of the things that he, he first suggests is punch through a window. Uh, and now that's like you cut your arm open. Uh, and he's, I'd rather bleed out than sit here and talk about my feelings for 10 hours. Um, and uh, and then they're like, let's just wait and turn on the monitor and then tell Ben we talked it out and made it up. Um, and uh, I'll, and she, Leslie's like, I'll just tell them I apologize for whatever. Heroically caring too much. Uh, and you admitted to being a stubborn butthead and everything's fine now. <laughs> so, uh, which, you know, have you ever been in a conflict like this with somebody where you both are very convinced that you are right? Jeremy, is this ever um, you? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've played games with you. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not fair. <laughs> I, I, I just, I mean, I, I care mm. too much. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and I'm just a stubborn butthead who likes to follow the rules. Your interpretation of the rules, uh, <laughs> which are debatable. Do you, do you see people what I have to work with her? Anyway, thanks but for listening. They're on my side. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ron refuses to be the stubborn one. Um, and, uh, and he's like, why can't we say that I was reasonable and you were at fault? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Have you ever been in, in these situations? No, I've always been right. <laughs> uh-huh. No, well, here's the thing with 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 people that I know named whose names rhyme with Aramie. Uh, and uh, one of the one of the that fun things for me, much, man, and you're just going to keep going. All right. One of, the, one of the fun things for me is I'm not I don't really care if I, I win or lose. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't. I ask my wife, I lose at most games we play, but I just like playing games. But when I know somebody is super competitive, that's when I'm just like, I'm going to make it hard for you. (laughs) Relationally, (laughs) emotionally, (laughs) you know, because I'm healthy. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate that. Uh, Whoever they is. You're super competitive friends. Yeah, I've got I've got like a couple that I can think of. so, yeah, anyway, so uh, Ron, Le- Leslie just laughs at Ron's suggestion that they go with that route because um, 
she wants them to believe it happened and not just something that uh, is ridiculous. So, um, so Ron's like, if you're going to lie, I will not let you lie to them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so they are uh, already fighting about who's more reasonable. Um, and, uh, and so she's like, I'll tell them that for the past three years, you've been a perfect gentleman and scholar, and I'm an insane weirdo who, despite being the only reason we even had a friendship to begin with, decided to ruin it out of the blue for no good reason. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds good. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's fine. And Leslie responds by grabbing the baby monitor and throwing it on the ground and destroying it. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, yeah, so now if there's any emergency, uh, they are trapped and Leslie's just like, I didn't consider that. So. Uh, so now they're trapped in this office, no way to communicate with anybody outside. And, uh, and they're looking around and like, everything's different because Craig's in charge now. And, uh, he changed all the pictures and the furniture and Ron is like, Oh, did he? Uh, I try not to notice anything when I worked here. <laughs> As he's at the desk whittling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so Leslie is like, we look, we're going to just be here. Um, we might as well just talk about it. Uh, or we could just sit here and do nothing. And Ron's like, I choose sit here. <laughs> uh, so Leslie is convinced that she can make him talk. And so then she, uh, she bets him, I'll make you talk. And Ron's like, I'll take that for any amount of money, any length of time stretching from now into infinity. And then she proceeds to be, uh, super annoying, which would have probably murdered me. <laughs> that level of annoying. So, uh, you you know the sketch from uh, SNL where Leslie Nope's character is played. Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah, Rick, 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 Rick. Uh, so Amy Poehler has a stepdad named Rick. And they go places and she gets really excited about all those things. And that's the only thing I thought about during this scene was Rick, 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 Rick. Don't uh, make me go, Rick. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> uh those were the days those were the days um so yeah so ron is uh refusing to talk and leslie is just gonna keep going and really the the thing that is most terrible is uh she finds this mix cd that was made for the summer barbecue uh in 2007 and uh Everybody had to choose one song, and uh, Ron chose Buddy by Willie Nelson, which is a great song. Um, and, uh, and she's not going to play that. She, instead, she plays Jerry's Choice, which is uh, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, mm -hmm. which is a terrible song. Uh, yeah, because we all, we all know that Ryan started the fire. Ryan, yeah, exactly. We don't need to ask who started the fire. Ryan started the fire. With we know. When he tried to eat a cheesy pita. Um, so Leslie just plays that and then uh, decides to sing along and make an eye contact with Ron the whole time and not know any of the words. <laughs> she Which, does a really good job, though. She definitely hits the meter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It is rough. It is rough for sure. Um, how do you uh, do you, in a situation like this where somebody is singing the song to and they, they don't know any of the words to the songs? How do you handle that, Jeremy? Well, I have I have a, a family member who likes to sing at times if, if uh -huh. a, a, a phrase or, you know, so, something happens in the moment and there's a song particularly a, a, a 1950s to 60s country song that matches that uh you know what is happening they want to launch into those words and they do maintain eye contact and the only thing you can do is just stand there and smile um and hope that it ends soon that's it, it. I, it I don't is this a family member that currently lives in your house it is not. No, okay. Okay. nobody, nobody, nobody it down. <laughs> I was going to say 1950s and 60s. Yeah. Uh, country. Um, but the best is actually the, the best is when they're like, I don't know all the words to this song, 
I'm going to find it on YouTube. And then no matter where, how far the conversation has advanced, we're going to stop it and all listen to this song quietly <laughs> while maintaining on to eye contact to, to see if you like it as much as that person. Oh man. I, I used to be in a band uh-huh. and you know, I always felt terrible when I would play songs for people that we just recorded. And I'm in, like, oh, I was going to say you're in the wrong business then. <laughs> well, yeah, that we had recorded and then would just be like, here, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> or I would be in the room with other band members who would make other people listen to our music. And I'd be like, why are we doing this stuff? <laughs> like, we're just all here. The The best case scenario is that we're like, that yeah, was good. But 75% possibility of them saying, huh, that's more way devastating. <laughs> like, ah, it was all right. <laughs> I'm like, no. So that let would them, be. Let them find it in the bargain bin at Fred Meyer. It was Safeway. Safe, safe, even better. Yeah, where America shops for their music. It was so painful to find that <laughs> unwrapped. Like, not it, like it's still, it's still wrapped up. You know, it's like uh, a dollar. It's like, still, oh, still sealed. Yeah, still in the. You know, if it was unwrapped, I just imagine somebody like going, like looking for their coupon in the purse. Like, why do I have this in here? And they just put it in the bin. <laughs> why do I have this CD in my purse <laughs> or satchel? Yeah, it was it was painful for for sure. My son recently was driving around uh, with some friends in his truck and he had my CD in that truck. And so his friends were then like, wow, Jason, (laughs) your band was definitely a thing. (laughs) (laughs) This number is among the bands that have happened. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was neat. It was neat. Um, Yeah. So. This music torture works, and uh, Leslie uh, breaks Ron, and he finally um, says, I'll talk for three minutes. And uh, so they begin to talk. And so Leslie starts working out the situation. Uh, She made a well-organized chart. (laughs) Uh, So laying out everything. So in three years ago, uh, National Parks job started, uh, and they saw each other less, which happens. Uh, you know, because a uh, busy schedule and Ron's utter lack of interest in maintaining adult friendships. Because <laughs> if you remember his, he once worked with somebody for three years and never knew his name. Best friend he ever had. They still never talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So then April came and worked for him and at the party, uh, Ron was there and he's upset because he's like, you made me wear a leather jacket because <laughs> uh, of the theme was zombie, teenage biker gang, pizza jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> I would think he wouldn't mind wearing a leather jacket because it used to be meat. I, yeah, I don't. I just think it is too much uh, flash. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Like he will. As Leslie uh, will say later, like in his interview with her when she came, like he was wearing the exact same outfit. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I think it's just too much. Like a leather jacket screams at a certain age, a kind of desperation. (laughs) That's like, you're trying too hard, friend. Um, So, and I think Ron would be in that age where it's like, you know, if, if you're not a leather jacket guy by now, don't try. So. Hold on, I need to make a note. Um, make returns to mall today. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, yeah. If you just recently bought a leather jacket, Jeremy, I I, I haven't seen you in public with it yet. So this is a You're, service. It's July. <laughs> Do you know how much leather jackets are off right now? Like percent, like hundred percent off because you should <laughs> never wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They don't. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Just because something is a bargain doesn't mean you need to buy it. We, you know, we were selling those CDs for 15 bucks. <laughs> look, look what happened to them. Somebody <laughs> has to keep Wilson's leather in in business. Let it be Wilson. <laughs> the other one. Russell Wilson should never have started that company in the first place. <laughs> that and the, the Subway sandwich. It's spicy. Uh, no, bad ideas. Bad ideas. So. Um, where am I? <laughs> leather jacket leather jacket uh and then you know that's the last time they see each other for a long time uh three months later 
he came to visit uh, on the uh, on the third floor where the, the the office is for the National Parks Department, and uh, and then one week later, Wesley came back from a trip to find that Ron quit the parks department and started his own company and didn't even tell her. And she's like, okay, well, all right, it's a matter of time. And then two months after that, Morningstar. We still don't know what Morningstar is up to this point. And, uh, and Leslie is uh, upset. And so we have this, uh, this flashback moment, which is great. Good use of the flashback uh, where Leslie confronts Ron uh, in uh, his office and said, hey, you're building your stupid building on the block next to Pawnee Commons, mm-hmm. uh, which is the park she turned, mm-hmm. she built, and it's right next to Le- uh, uh, Anne's house. And um, they're going to have to tear all the houses down. And Anne's like, that's Anne's house. That's my best friend's house. Um, and uh, and Anne doesn't live there anymore, um, if, you, if we've forgotten. Um, but uh, all these things, all these significant things happened in their group at Anne's house where she put on her wedding dress there for the first time. April and Andy met there. Uh, also, Anne gave her very first smoky eye look. Um, all those things are <laughs> very important. Um, but, you know, uh, Les is upset because they're going to ruin the views. The building's a monstrosity. It's got a dumb name, Morningstar. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Ron though is calm in all of this. Like, you know, the world needs apartment buildings. Um, people, you, and he, I think he tries to offer a compliment here as well. It's like, you built a park that people want to live next to. Yeah. That's you did a, nice a good job. Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best kind of compliment that Ron can give. A handshake uh, and, and that, like, oof, you might as well just die. Yeah, you did an adequate job at your job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, man. Um, so. Doesn't take, doesn't take much, people. <laughs> uh so cut back to the uh the future um and uh leslie is like you spend the next two years cutting down trees fighting zoning laws that i'll pass and spitting on everything we did at the parks department and and ron is like that's not the whole story um and uh and she's like then what is and then his watch beeps and time's up so he's not going to talk anymore um, and all the while he's whittling and we come to find out that he whittled a key <laughs> and, uh, they, um, try to make it work and it does not. Uh, and so, um, so then Ron is done talking. He's like, see you tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm out of here. Oh, he used the key to unlock Craig's office. That's what it was. Um, and so he locks himself in Craig's office. Uh, but then he remembers that, uh, he had a um when's the when's the bomb happen <laughs> i thought that was this point sorry the what the bomb uh, the landmine i thought it was next but oh, it's not no so so she starts asking all the different other reasons maybe like she sent a mail through uh a card through the mail so now the government knows your address um is it cuz i had food and stuff temporarily shut down due to a health code violation um and uh that was you <laughs> they had fresh produce out right next to roach spray <laughs> they call it food and <laughs> stuff <laughs> they have food and stuff <laughs> and i do love <laughs> i love this if you want if you don't like it go to that new place complete food <laughs> <laughs> it's called whole foods <laughs> now owned uh, by amazon <laughs> yes um which is basically a grizzle type um and so, uh, so Ron is like, how many more questions are you going to ask? And Leslie is like, we need to figure this out. So as many as it takes. Um, and then this is where Ron like, ah, I, I knew it was in here. I, and he found it. Uh, and it was a detonator to the partially diffused Claymore mine that Leslie gave him 10 years ago. He's like, I'm just going to blow a hole through this door so we can get out of here. And Leslie's like, Ron, just wait a second. <laughs> and he's like, so in, he's like, I have rights. I'm a citizen of the United States. <laughs> blow a hole in that door and walk out as a free man. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> and uh, and so then he uh, triggers it and it goes off. Uh, and it is full of confetti and all kinds of fun birthday festivities. And uh, 
Um, and I said, I gave you that as a gift for your fifth anniversary as, as a park uh, director. Uh, and uh, it has a message. It says, congratulations, Ron. You've been doing an explosive job. <laughs> And, Ron, and she laughs at her own old joke. It is a good joke, though. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Ron was is frustrated because like you mean to tell me I've had a toy on my desk for ten years? You mean to tell me you thought you had a live <laughs> landmine? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's um, all about perspective. Yeah, I mean that's a really intricate gift. Like I don't, I I understand that Ron doesn't like the idea of having a toy on his desk. Sure. But he should appreciate the craftsmanship of it. Balloons came out. Yeah. How? With, with his face. They yeah. auto-inflated. It was amazing. Everything about it was amazing, that it lasted for 10 years. And then it talked to him. Yes. So good. So many great things. I would have um, I, I hugged and figured out a way to have made up right then and there. Yeah, you did that for my five-year anniversary at a job? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best. Right. But it, that's not how it goes. Um, so uh, so then we have a commercial break and we come back and Ron is going uh, is sitting at his desk and uh, Leslie brings in some uh, old projects and different things, um, trying to figure out why Ron quit. And um, and so she's got all kinds of different things going on and she brings in an envelope. Uh, that is in like a biohazard bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's like, is that nuclear waste? He's like, no, it's my job location from when you hired me. Um, and uh, Leslie got it from a Freedom of Information Act request, <laughs> which, like, all she probably had to do was just go ask, ask Ethel Beavers, can I have that? No. <laughs> and she probably would have been like, I don't care. <laughs> so, um, you, you kids and your documents. But she's had it. And she's never read it. And uh, and so uh, but she's looking to this now as the thing that's going to decode their whole situation. And she finally opens it, reads it. And it's three lines. Um, and, and she's like, that's it. And Ron's response. I love why would anyone need more than three lines? I'm describing a person, not something complicated like a wooden sailing ship or proper dovetail technique. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so the the message is uh, Leslie Nope is an absurd idealist whose political leanings are slightly to the left of Leon Trotsky. Uh, and Ron is like, yeah, agree. If we were to work together, she would undoubtedly drive me insane, and it's possible that we would murder each other. Um, and uh, and Ron uh, is like, you forgot the last sentence. Uh, no, I didn't. I he's like, I remember that part. It says hire her, and uh, and so then they hear the janitor coming through. Um, and previously we've seen this janitor on the day that they learned that little Sebastian died. Uh, and they're having a moment of silence and he's coming through listening on a, uh, speaker Walkman type thing to, uh, Shania Twain very loudly. (laughs) And in 2017, apparently somebody had acquired for him some headphones (laughs) because now he's still listening to Shania Twain. But, (laughs) Silently. He, he cannot hear because he has some really good headphones. Maybe he's um, just listening to a silent podcast. But we hear the music, though, because we're the omniscient narrator person type. We're, we hear everything. Um, but, yeah, so they're yelling and hiring for him and trying to get him to look their way and nothing. And Ron's like, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he walks away. He had me at foreign film. <laughs> like that, if you'd watch a foreign film, that's that's enough. Uh, you're serious. You're serious. Um, so, uh, yeah. So then they get back to trying to solve their problem. And uh, unless that's why did you hire me? You know, like we should have never worked together. And Ron said it was because of your interview. Um, and uh, he's saying, I'm, I remember that interview. <laughs> you were wearing uh, that exact outfit. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, she said, Miss Nope, uh, I have one question for you. What do you believe the role of government is in America? And Ron's like, you blathered on about social safety nets, honest government, improving lives, basic nonsense. Um, and, uh, and, and then they got into a very heated, uh, conversation and Leslie got so angry. Um, 
And uh, she scrunched up her face and said, excuse me, sir, but I disagree. Uh, and, um, and he's like, that was one of your top 10 tirades, I'd say. Uh, pounding your fist, shaking, called me a heartless thug. No, I didn't. Uh, and she's like, well, uh, and then he's like, okay. It, uh, but he was like, you were tough and honest. You stood up for what you believed in. Um, and even though you might've killed your chance to get that job, I'd rather work for that type of person than a milk toast. Yes, man. Now milk toast. Yes. This is I knew it. as soon as he said that line, I'm like, we are going to talk about this. Now, I don't know why it is spelled this way, but I did know it was spelled this way. <laughs> um, unlike some political leaders in 2023 who just wrote right in their, you know, their mysterious social network, M-I-L-K toast. Uh, that made me very upset when I saw that floating around. I was like, this, this dude... <laughs> You don't even know how to spell milk white. <laughs> that was so frustrating. It's like nobody, nobody proofreads this at all. And he would never know. He would never know. Uh, anyway. So what, so what is milk toast? I don't know. I just know that it's spelled that way. <laughs> I, I don't know when I learned it was spelled that way. Probably from reading a book. Um, but... <laughs> Whoa, look at this guy with book money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time book money. Uh, but I was so mad. Someone can get to the library. Um, no, not the library. Those desk uh, book jockeys. Let me see. I'll look it up. I'm I, looking uh, it up. You keep AU talking. Toast. You're the host, man. Nobody wants to hear me talk about milk toast. It's a. Uh, it's North American. It, Jennings plays him as something of a milk toast. Is the example a timid or feeble person? Uh, <laughs> these examples are amazing. Uh, <laughs> a soppy milk toast composer <laughs> what but where does it come from it's from a uh, cartoon character casper milk toast created by ht webster in 1924 <laughs> uh, everybody knows that wow you can also read the first two lines of a google search <laughs> i can i can this is uh the research department of parks a conversation <laughs> <laughs> first two lines of a google of a google search um so the character's named after an american dish milk toast which is spelled m-i-l-k a food consisting of toasted bread in warm milk oh. <laughs> and then uh, they're like you know what let's just make, let's just make oatmeal instead is that it is that really all that it is it's just toast in warm in, milk um i don't like that yeah i'd rather i'd rather have somebody like leslie than anybody described as it i hope i never described as milk toast Got a, kind of got a bad news situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some of our reviews. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, so, but Ron says uh, there should be one more thing in that file. And I was like, oh, the thank you note I wrote. Uh, Dear Mr. Swanson, I'm sorry for raising my voice in the interview. I'm sorry I called you a heartless thug. Oh, okay. oh, no. <laughs> uh, and if it matters, I promise I would never raise my voice at you if we worked together. <laughs> Ron's liar. liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please enjoy these homemade brownies as a gesture of goodwill. Leslie, nope. And Ron said that was the real reason I hired you. Those brownies were really good. <laughs> uh, and uh, so. Um, and so Leslie's like, all right, we're right here. Here, look how far we've come. Just bring it home. Let's just talk about our issues. And Ron's like, don't push it. Um, and uh, so Leslie then offers to guess. So uh, two years ago, you found out you were quarter French and you had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> That's her first guess. Right. Uh, so uh, it's the Ron's worst like, thing that could happen to Ron. Yeah. Finding out he's a quarter French. He could be French. That one of his parents was half French. Ooh. That'd be rough. Um, but which half? The middle half. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so then Ron's like, "All right, no, I'm going to get out of here." And goes over and he tries to pull the alarm, and uh, and it, it come to find out it, it's not connected to an alarm. It's just for sprinklers because April kept pulling it, so the <laughs> fire department disconnected it. Uh, so now they're soaked, uh, and so they have to. They're just standing there as it's raining on them, uh, and so they. Uh, 
start cleaning things up. They find some towels and stuff. And Ron comes out. Uh, he's like, apparently Craig is studying yoga <laughs> and he's wearing like this yellow tank top and yellow yoga pants, um, <laughs> which is amazing. At first, I, I forgot it was Craig's yoga outfit and I thought they had found some like reasonableists like cosplay. <laughs> garb. Uh, that would have been that would have that would have fit. I think Craig probably would try to be a reasonableist at some point. <laughs> Just make some compelling arguments. <laughs> yeah. I love the, uh, I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, the drink that they have, that's root beer and fruit punch or whatever. Oh, um, yes. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Ron's mad that he has to wear those things. Um, and, and let's like, come on, I've seen you with your eyebrows blown off. I've seen you without a mustache. I've seen it all. Uh, there's nowhere to run. We've tried every means of escape. Uh, we have nothing to do but talk. Uh, and so, spill it so ron they sit down and ron found some whiskey so i don't know how there's whiskey here also later i don't know where they find a saxophone but anyway um <laughs> he oh. hides things all over he had bacon in the roof like in the ceiling I, oh, yeah i get that the bacon in the ce- okay but he wanted to keep the saxophone a secret <laughs> from so many people why would he bring it to work it's the last place they'd look. I guess so. That makes sense. So, uh, so Ron starts unpacking everything uh, that you know. April left. Uh, she'd become one of his closest workplace acquaintances, um, and he's like, "But I understand your offer was good. Didn't try to stop her." Tom left to run his business. Donna left to run hers. And uh, one day, I just looked up and I didn't recognize anybody. Uh, and uh, so, I made a decision, an unthinkable decision. <laughs> uh, and so then we have another flashback. And Leslie's in the park, uh, the National Park's office, and Ron coming back uh, to see her. Um, and uh, and so sees uh, Larry. He's like, oh, hey, Larry. Uh, it's Terry now. And Ron's just like, okay. <laughs> uh, so um, Ron is trying to get onto Leslie's calendar. Um, but Leslie is very busy, even in this conversation. Um, she's going off to talk about the Northeast, whatever that means. Got to put pressure on the Northeast in general. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. get you get in line, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so uh, Ron's like, "Hey, we just thought you might want to have lunch tomorrow." And I was like, "Absolutely, it's been too long." Twelve thirty, JJ's diner. Let's do this. And all right. And so he walks away. And as he's walking away, April comes up and says, "Randy says the House is voting tomorrow, and they need us in Washington prep." Randy, and uh, and so Leslie is like, "Okay, first let's get the first flight out of here. Grab the Missouri files." <laughs> makes no sense um uh, meet me in my car and uh and so she calls uh she calls uh her husband ben and is like can you take the kids i have to go to washington um and all the while you can still still see ron on like at the elevator mm-hmm. she could have rescheduled this thing right there right then yep but she didn't because she was too focused on the crisis in front of her with the Missouri files, um, which I, I mean, I guess I could see how Missouri would be a, a crisis. I've never been. Have you been to Missouri? I don't I don't think so. I think you would remember. Ah, uh, it's like right in the middle of the country. Have you ever I, felt like oh, I've, flo- I've probably flown over it? I'm pretty centered right now. Feels like I feel like Missouri. Yeah. Don't know. OK, me neither. No, I don't. Think um, so. I have. My uh, my my corporate office is in Missouri and people are like, hey, have you ever been to Springfield? And uh, hey, uh, just look at them and say, why would I ever go there? <laughs> so um, and that's sometimes people don't like that in my they're, field they're, of work. <laughs> visit the Simpsons. They're not in Springfield, Missouri. It's not really. Is it ever said? It's not ever really said, but the Springfield of our minds. Yes. But Matt Grenning like lived in Oregon for a good long time. Yeah. So most likely Springfield, Oregon, which tracks with Oregon in general, just how weird that town is. So, and how nobody ages. It's weird. The dream of the nineties is alive in Portland. Um, so, uh, So, yeah, so Ron is upset. Like, so Leslie realizes, oh, I stood you up for lunch. Uh, And Ron's like, you know what? Yeah, you did. And I waited. I understood your life was hectic. Um, But Leslie's like, that's not the rest of the story. Um, 
And then she's thinking about it. That's you wanted to ask me something. And and she's like, Ron, you were going to and he's like, Yes, I was gonna ask for a job in the federal government. Uh just saying it out loud makes me feel dirty. Um uh, and uh and so Leslie is coming to realize, like, oh, you missed your friends, you wanted to come to the third floor and work with us again. And I can't believe how hard that must have been for you. Why didn't I see that? And she's apologizing. And I should have been a better friend. And Ron's like, Leslie, it's fine. It was a punctuation mark on a sentence that had already been written. Mm. That is a, <clears throat> that is a wonderful line. Yeah. And like, it is, it is deeply emotional. <laughs> like the way Ron delivers it. Like, even though he's like cool, it's like, no, this is, a, a life change that has been in progress. And that was the end of it. That was over. Uh, so which, which punctuation mark do you think it was? I think like, it was, um, I think it was just a tersely typed period. I don't think Ron uses exclamation marks, but you know, there were, there was, there was great weight in, in typing that period. So, yeah, uh, or I'm looking at other ending sentences. The other, uh, the other one could be a question mark. <laughs> am I am I going to work here anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are Leslie and I still friends? And Ron doesn't really ask questions. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, you know, it was. He's like, sure, I love set, shutting things down and bleeding the rotting piece from inside. <laughs> Leslie, your metaphors are beautiful. Uh, but it was time to leave. And I didn't feel like explaining why to you or anyone. Um, and it's like everything that happened after that, um, the fight we had, not giving you a heads up when my company took on Morningstar development and bulldoze the old, the nurse's old house. I do regret that. Um, and, uh, much like after Tom and Donna and April and Terry left, when I looked around the office, nothing was the same. And so Les is like, well, there's a new way to fix that. And so they start cleaning montage. up the with a wonderful montage and listening to Willie Nelson, uh, which is a great way to end a day is listening to Willie Nelson. And, uh, um, and so they're cleaning up and everything. Uh, and the people come back, all the team, and they're listening to uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And, uh, and again, they're singing. Um, and, I don't know if these are the real words or not because I, <laughs> I don't know the words to the song. Um, and Ben's like, well, this is different from what I expected. And as they're singing, um, Leslie, Leslie is dancing. She gets up on the chair and Ron's playing saxophone, which who knows where they found a saxophone. It's a big saxophone. It, it, it would be hard to hide. Um, and, uh, but they coordinate a saxophone. Uh, which is one of my favorite things about this episode. It's mm -hmm. very funny every time I laugh. Um, and uh, Craig is upset um, because uh, Ron is wearing his yoga pants and he's going to stretch out the elastic. Um, and uh, so uh, let's like fire. Uh, we're sorry, fire and, and money and people. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so there everything's coming together. People are happy. Wonderful. Cut to Leslie's office on the third floor later that day. And April comes in and is like, I moved our meetings to tomorrow because you're drunk and hungover simultaneously at two in the afternoon, <laughs> which sounds awful. Uh, and uh, but then she's also like, but you also have a visitor and it's Ron. And uh, she runs up and and hugs Ron and he's fighting. And it's like, we just spent 12 hours together. He's like, nope, I got three years of hugs to force upon you against your will, <laughs> which is assault. Uh, so, um, and Ron has a gift and back uh, with you, woman, <laughs> goodbye. Uh, Ron has a gift and it's a, a picture frame that he made. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, wow, I, you know, I did just give you this picture six hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is the frame. Uh, and the frame is made from the door to Anne's old house. Oh yeah. Very thoughtful. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but then he also has some critiques. <laughs> yes. This is the best. I stripped off all the terrible paint and lacquer. People really don't know how to finish wood properly. <laughs> disgust when he says lacquer. 
because I think he, yeah, I think they painted over the lacquer, like the way he's thinking it, like the paint, and and, and so like the paint over lacquer wouldn't actually do anything. <laughs> that was bad. This is yeah. all bad. So you got to you got to sand it down and then reapply whatever you're going to do to a door anyway. Um, so, uh, but he's like, I made it into a frame in the event that you and I ever worked it out. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, it was like, Ron, you big fat giant sap. <laughs> well, that seems unnecessary. Uh, but now Leslie is at this place where she doesn't have a gift. This is the first time she has yes. been presentless. Seven years plus three, 10 years, 10 years of seeing Leslie give amazing gifts, thoughtful mm-hmm. gifts to all kinds of people. And this is the first time that she's she- presentless is presentless. Um, and so Ron has a suggestion. How about you buy me a meal? You hungry? Uh, and like, yep, I'm starving. Uh, and uh, they head out, they're going to JJ's diner to eat, eat way too much breakfast food. And, uh, and Ron is as they're walking out says, why does anybody in the world ever eat anything but breakfast food? And Leslie's response, people are idiots, Ron. Which, greatest, greatest line in the entire series. People are idiots, Ron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a, just a wonderful little episode and uh yeah it's a good resolution for these two characters um it doesn't solve all their problems they're still uh competing for the land right uh but they both are uh, at least on the same page relationally which i love so yeah Anything else, Jeremy, that we should cover on this uh, this episode? Um, no, I mean, I think I think we got all the the main notes. It just kind of closes, like you said, the chapter on Morningstar. And now we can focus on, you know, what comes next, which is uh, Grizzlebox, which is another I thought <laughs> that's another good episode. It's not as you know emotional as this, but Grizzlebox comes out, if I remember, pretty funny episode. Mm-hmm. So we're we're able to kind of this really projects us into the the final uh, bit of this this season. So um, yeah, I just I really like I, I did I like the conflict between between them for these last three four episodes or whatever it is and and not knowing what Morningstar was and then getting the reveal um, and why she was so angry, but then um, you know why Ron felt slighted and. Just yeah, just all the things, just the miscommunication and 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 just the reality that in the, you know, in the small moment, this small thing that happened caused three years of of like loss in a friendship, you know, like and that's just how life is sometimes. But then, you know, like like anything, sometimes you just got to lock yourself in an office and uh, hash it out. So. That's usually what I do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I Everybody, everybody should do that. Yeah, but usually I just lock myself in a in my office and take a nap by yourself. Yes. Yeah, and then usually I'm just more mad at myself. The conflict goes away. Yeah, I'll just write a nice email later. It's fine. Doubtful. <laughs> I'll text an emoji. Thumbs up. Good. Thumbs up. Question mark. <laughs> I'll just I'll just send somebody a gif of just like uh, <laughs> David from Shit's Creek. <laughs> like this will make it better. <laughs> oh, we're, we're friends again. All is forgiven. Man, did you have friends? <laughs> End of sentence. Well, uh, <laughs> did you have friends when no, you were a kid? I was born in. <laughs> did you have friends in, when you were a kid, though, that you ever got in a fight with? Yes. Like, uh, like there was a kid in my neighborhood, Daniel Lorenz. We would, like, spend. Like, Every time. <laughs> what? That's the last name. I can't remember <laughs> anybody from my neighborhood let alone their last name. Well, he was the only kid oh, that, okay. I, th- that I could walk to their house. Right. He was like, everybody else was old people in my neighborhood. And so like, I remember him and his parents were old, <laughs> like, like his old, he had older siblings that were like 20 years older than him. You did so, like kick it with grandpa Joe and yeah. Learn, so, learn. <laughs> I mean, that was it. I mean, so, uh, yeah, so we, I would, we'd hang out and then we would fight over nothing. Like, some dumb thing about a Nintendo game or something. Yeah, probably and then, a like, about a video game. And then spend <laughs> the thing about uh, you anyway, um, <laughs> But then we would just like one day be done fighting. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, it's I, 
I really wanted to come and play Final Fantasy. <laughs> we could be friends again. I, do, I, had a, I, had a, I don't know, I, again, because I can't remember his name, so he probably wasn't a friend. But, you know, when <laughs> he had a Nintendo and his and then so I went over and his older brother and his friend and they were playing and I finally got to play Mario. I had to wait, you know, because I'm the, the guest. And so everyone's playing. and I finally get to play. And then I was terrible, like anybody when they first played, you know, Super Mario. And they're like, oh, go, go in that, that green tube. And I'm trying to like go down the green tube and the piranha plant ate me uh-huh. and they laughed so hard uh-huh. because they knew that I was going to die. It wasn't the actual one. And I remember getting so angry and then I just left and then I never went back and learned their names. <laughs> we still never talk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, people. Yeah. Don't tell your friends that go down the wrong pipes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listener, I would love to hear about your ridiculous childhood fights because they're funny. So they're so funny. Uh, yeah. Send us an email parks and conversation at gmail.com. You can also uh, just send us a review on a thing. Like we're on Spotify now. A lot of you are listening through Spotify, which is great. Um, but you can also find us wherever, wherever Drop us a line. Say, hey, because we're, we're wrapping this up. You know, we what one. I think we have six episodes left. Seven. That's it. Eight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something like that. <laughs> six, seven, yeah. eight. Yeah. So, uh, see, yeah. See, rule guy. <laughs> it's not rules. It's counting. Yeah, well, <laughs> somebody had to make them. You, you're, you're mad at Euclid. Oh, yes, a <laughs> guy who made him boss. I don't know math. <laughs> Oh, fine. all right. Well, all right. You have you have to do responsible things and I don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, well, until until next week, Grizzlebox and uh, and the like. All right. We'll see you later. Go and eat some milk toast. See you. That's so gross.